as a kid and as an adult, I went through Carlsbad Caverns. A lot of you have also. And I remember in those days they had guides and they'd stop every once in a while, turn out the lights and talk to us. And uh, boy, when they turned out their lights, I mean, there was no light. And uh, we'd go a little further and they'd do it again. And I had not seen it since they set it up where you have different stations and you yourself can control that and they have a recording of what you're looking at. Um, the light is, is totally void. And when we look into the dictionary as to what, what light is, it is void of light. That's the definition. But it is also when individuals stray. When individuals stray and they're in trouble and they have experiences that are anything but godly. That would be someone that, that is in trouble all the time. I mean serious trouble, not just the trouble that Dusty Calloway is every week, but uh, I mean serious trouble. And uh, the, the Lord knows what we need, and He is always available. The first hymn we sang today was what, Kathy? Do you remember? It was about the light. Send the light. You know, those that have ears, let them hear. And those that see, let them see. For this first part of this message is about the light. Jesus Christ is the light. We go to Him time after time, and uh, we ask that we have the light. How many, how many times? I don't know. I don't know that anybody does that. I, I ask that God... Go with us, that we might be a light for Him, that we'll be a positive factor for Him when we leave. When we are in the light, we're in favor of, of Jesus Christ Himself. There are many times, and I've been guilty, and so have you, that we come to church, maybe we're baptized, hopefully, and then we leave. And there's sometimes between that Sunday and the next Sunday in which we are not sharing the love of Jesus Christ. We fall off the wagon, if you will. We stray. We go back to those earthly flesh times and moments that is just the devil's in, uh, influence in us. We are in a position in which we are anything but godly. We think we're having fun, but after a while, the consequences are anything but fun. We as Christians are called to follow Jesus Christ. Sin is divine as separation from God. God cannot be with us when we are in sin, because God is perfect. God is, is the one that redeems our sin. Even after we're baptized, we sin. But the love of Jesus Christ is with us the entire time. When we go back to Him and ask for forgiveness, we get that forgiveness. Some people have asked, and it's in the Bible as well, how many times can we be forgiven? Well, how many times are you going to commit the same sin? I really have had those times 
when I was so disgusted with myself because I'd asked for forgiveness. I knew I was walking the wrong way. And here comes the devil and temptation again. Might be that day, might be three days later, and I fall into the same mode. Anything, anything but a positive reflection for Jesus Christ. Our life should be a light, a light for Him, one that we are not embarrassed about. One is that if He was walking side by side with us, if He was in the car with us, the truck with us, and we were in traffic, that He would still be proud of us for the way we handled the stress of that moment when somebody cut us off, when somebody had some rude thing to say to us in a parking lot, that if Jesus Christ was with us, what would be our response? How would we respond to that if Jesus Christ was with us? In the second book, pardon me, in the first book of John at the back, you know, there's John 1, 2, and 3. And in that first book of John, it says, this is a message we have heard from Him. And declare to you, God is light. In Him, there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with Him and yet walk in the darkness, listen how strong this is. If we claim to walk with Him, yet we walk in the darkness, we lie. We lie. And do not live out the truth. But if we live the truth of Jesus Christ, then we are a blessing. Who's blessed? We are blessed. But not just us. So are the people we are around. They are blessed. When you're in your office, when you're in a situation in the store or pleasure, and the environment is anything but godly, and you are the one person, the one person, that is godly in your response, you are that response. You are that light. You are the witness for Jesus Christ. I know of one situation a lady told me that she was with two or three other ladies at the office and what they were talking about was anything but godly and she just walked off. She did not want to hear the trash, the trash talk. We don't have to make a big deal about it. We don't have to blow up. We don't have to preach a sermon. But there is a message that is delivered when you walk away. Somebody might even ask you why. That gives you an opportunity to tell them you're walking away because that's not what God has asked you to do. We're to, we are there to provide love, caring, forgiveness, nurturing. The Bible tells us, and I'm going to get a little bit ahead of myself here. The Bible tells us that if we say that we are Christians and we believe in Jesus Christ, and yet we hate our brothers, that is a lie. The truth is not in us when we do that. For how can we love God who we have not seen when we, love, when we hate our brothers whom we have seen? So the truth is not in us when we cannot love our brothers. Who is our brother? It doesn't just mean your biological brothers. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ. 
when I read and reread this in studying for today, I had to ask God for forgiveness. There are some folks back there in Lubbock, Texas, that I really carry a grudge regarding them. Doesn't hurt them at all. They go about their business. They don't have a clue. Who does it hurt? It hurts me. So I ask God to forgive me of that, and I ask Him that I would be stronger the next time that person or person's name was brought up. But we are to love our brothers. We're to love our sisters. For if we do not love those we see, how can we love Him? The second uh, verse in the 12th, I mean chapter in the 12th verse. If anybody has fallen along with me, if you have turned to 1 John, I'd like for you to turn to the second chapter and the uh, 12th verse. If you're following along and while you look at that. Um, while you're looking at that then. Jesus Christ has given us, has given us those gifts. Not because we've earned it, but it's been because He has given those gifts to us because He loves us. Those gifts of salvation and love are given to us, but it's given to everyone that believes in Jesus Christ. It's not just those that are in, in Europe, United States, but it's all around the world. Egypt, Iran, everywhere. All people are His creation. And He has given each and every person the love. And He is wanting each and every one of us to be that light in the world in which we live. It is important that there are those that want to be missionaries. That would go to other countries, in some cases risking their life. That is very important because they're carrying the light into that area. But the light is needed right here in Quanta, Texas. It's desperately needed that this community has a revival, a revival for those that believe in Jesus Christ. That those that are wondering, those that are feeling lost, that they find Jesus Christ. And there is only one thing they cannot be forgiven for, or that you and I cannot be forgiven of, and that's blasphemy. Blasphemy is the denial that there is a Jesus Christ and there is a Creator. Those that are in total denial, such as the atheist, there is no salvation for them. But no matter what kind of baggage or luggage you and I are carrying with us, the good Lord will definitely forgive us at that time. Those of you that have your Bible now at 1 John at the back of the Bible in the 12th verse, if you would read with me, I am writing to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of His name. I am writing to you, fathers, because you know who is from, because you know Him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, dear children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know Him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong, and the Word of God lives in you, and you have overcome the evil one. 
Do not let the words of our Lord and Savior go unanswered. He has called you. When you feel that, when you feel that nudge, don't let it go unanswered. I was visiting with a cousin of mine uh, just recently. Uh, she, I shared with her what was happening uh, with me while I was in the hospital, and she has a medical background. And she said there's a lot of people that, have, that say they have this gut feeling. Well, she has learned, and I have since I've been with you, I call that a godly feeling. When I have that feeling inside of me that I am to go, I am to do, I am to say certain things, it's a godly feeling. And when I have honored that, I have never been ashamed or embarrassed. I have never doubted. It has never been wrong. When He is speaking to me internally, that Holy Spirit, I listen. I listen. For He is with me each and every step that we do take. First John. First John, the 27th verse. It's the second chapter, 27. As for you, the anointing you received from Him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as, he, but as His anointing teachers, you, you are about all, excuse me, but as His anointing teaches you, about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has been taught you, remains in you. That feeling, that anointing, that Jesus Christ is speaking to you. Hopefully, after you have been baptized, you know, as you go through life, that you have a special relationship with Jesus Christ. And the more you read His book, the more times you sing the hymns, you grow in that faith. When you go to Bible study, Sunday school, you grow in the faith and you feel that anointing because you are one of His children. You have more strength the next time you're tempted. You have more of that knowledge, strength, and wisdom to do as He would have you to do. So we, we walk in the light. We walk in the love of Jesus Christ. For each and every one of us are loved with, without any conditions. We walk in the way in which He would have us. So that we do not have to walk in darkness. We do not have to fumble around as someone in Carlsbad Caverns. For we have a Father that provides the light. Even in your darkest days, He is providing a light for you. Why? Because He loves you. He is calling you to be with Him. He is calling to you, come to me, come to me. I will be forever here. I will always be present. He has the light and He has the love. And the third, He has the life, L-I-F-E. He is offering you life for eternity. In the last couple of days, 
I had a chance to talk with some and they, as they prayed for me and with me. And one of them said that he knew it without a doubt that Lord was with him. He knew without a doubt his, his forefathers were in heaven. He said that he knew someday he would see them. He did not say, I hope I'll see them. He says, I know I will see them. And I know someday I'll see Jesus Christ. I know that I will be in His kingdom. Notice there's no word about hoping. I hope I'll be there. I hope I qualify for the eliminations. You know, I hope I make the top three so I can get there. No. He says, I know, I know I will see my family in heaven. And that is such a comforting feeling when you know it. I've mentioned my, my aunt that I call Saint Ellen, Saint, because I've never known a more godly person in my life, and she turns 91 today. Such a godly lady, and she has had a lot of hurdles to clear. But she is so steadfast. She sets the, the bar, if you will, the level, and none of the rest of us have been able to get there. But this man that came in and prayed with me had no doubt. Then he says, I know I will join those family members someday. I know I will, but I'm just hoping it's not today. I'd still like some more time with my family and those that I love. What faith? What faith? He is the life. L-I-F-E. He is the life. Yes, there is the light, so we'll know the path to carry. He also has love so that we are forgiven for the many sins. Many this morning, many this afternoon. The many sins. He will forgive us because we have declared Him as our Lord and as our Savior. And when you're like this person that was praying with me, then you know without a doubt, without a doubt, the word hope never even comes to your vocabulary. Without a doubt, you know you're going to be there. I was at the bedside of a, a very, very exceptional good man. Been deacon in his church and had grown up knowing the Lord. He knew he didn't have a lot of time left. And it broke my heart when he says, I hope I get to go to heaven. For he knows the word. He knew the word. He had been in church so many times. He was not foreign to God, but he was hoping. And I said, no, you can rest assured. You've already got that place because you have declared Jesus Christ as your Savior. Contrast the two. One says they know church, a church person. Another church person says, I hope. I hope each and every one of you know Jesus Christ is with you and with your loved ones. Your loved ones are with Him. And you will join in that heavenly chorus. For you have life for eternity. You can go back and circle in your Bible if you have any kind of way of doing it all. That was a birthday for you. You will live for eternity because you have been baptized. For eternity. We will give this flesh up. But as John has said in the book, 
in the book that claims Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior, the one that never gave up on us, never did, and never will, we will have life for eternity. Forever. Forever and ever. This day, 